yo tyler yo vince yeah so i hear that you want to hit me with a bad dad joke yeah that's a fact okay that's that i'm gonna try my best here you know don't don't judge too too harshly oh i will i will fire away (laughs) (laughs) okay did you hear about the kidnapping at school no it's fine he woke up ah come on (laughs) (laughs) you know okay all right guys episode six we're gonna be talking about our dads this time i know episode five we talked about our moms it's gonna be on the flip side on this and you might want to check in on this tyler just wow just wow that's a little dry yeah man yeah man i had to i had to (laughs) all right let's start the episode What is up and welcome to the first episode six of the Five Dads podcast. My name is Vince. We got a full house today. We got Tyler, Alex, Darrell, Keandre, everyone Here? in the house. What is up, guys? What's going on? What's going on? What up? Let's get it. Let's get it. Hey, so we asked uh, you, the listener, you go ahead and you write us as well too. Five Dads Podcast at gmail.com. Check out the Instagram. Give us a follow. Reach out to us. We want to hear from you. The Instagram handle is underscore five D A D S underscore again. So, guys, what's going on? What's going on? What's up? No, nah, man, just trying to adjust to life with uh, having three under three. I know. I know. Three under three. <laughs> I know. Sleep is for the week, right, guys? Right, guys? Oh, my God. <laughs> all five of us sleeping that bed, bro. That king's yeah, the fact that you do that, bro, that's just... Oh, uh, no. Just no. I can't. No. Don't be soft. <laughs> You're a zombie. <laughs> All right. All right, we'll just go ahead and we'll, we'll kick it off on the first topic, the struggle of the week. Anyone got a struggle they want to talk about? Yeah, I got one for you. Go ahead. The struggle of the week is trying to get, fit three kids in our in our like uh, SUP crossover. <laughs> there is no space in the back. <laughs> you know, we got like two cars and we got now the uh, our kid in a freaking a booster seat. That's the only way we, it could work. We have a hard time with like putting them in a in a his seatbelt on and everything. It's tough. And that's that's the that's my struggle of the week. No, so are you like team minivan now? Can I no, say you team now? school bus? You team school bus. <laughs> bro, I don't know what it is, real bro. Quick, though. It's team sign. Go ahead, Keandre. Hey, four kids fit in a minivan comfortably. <laughs> <laughs> But you should be all right, you know. Just get that uh that Dodge Caravan like I had. Yeah, we might need it. Yep, seats eight. Just letting you know. <laughs> <laughs> now, 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 Alex, for the like the strollers and stuff that go in the back, do you have two strollers for the two younger ones, or do you have one stroller that has like two seats for them? Nah, we actually got like a double stroller, um, Clutch. one front to back. You know, Smart we actually, man. Up, yeah, we we picked it up yesterday. Yep, smart man. Early. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> Anyone else? For struggle of the week? Yes. Yeah, man. So I had a struggle of the week. Um, it actually happened today. Uh, I like to attend church 
every weekend if I can. You know, if it's, you know, I'll do it virtually if I have to, if I can't make it or, uh, you know, but I tend, I, I prefer to be in the sanctuary. I just feel like I get a better connection when I'm there. And uh, taking two kids um, at, at two, two under two, but mine's like at two. But with that two energy is, is hard. And, you know, uh, churches today, they offer like a little nursery sometimes and stuff like that. And um, <clears throat> on top of getting your kid out of the house on time, you know, making sure that they dressed accordingly and making sure that they, uh, you know, stay dry because it was raining out here today. Um, you got to deal with nursery. And that's always a strange thing for kids who don't really do that because my kids don't go to nursery. They don't do daycare. They're just here with my my lovely wife. <clears throat> Apparently today, my son cried the whole service. <laughs> like the whole service. And, uh, I, you know, at the end of the day, I'm like, you know, it's cool because he's getting some experience in this realm and it's good for for, for him and for that growth, you know, but in that same avenue, I'm like, damn, he cried for that whole fucking service. That's, that, that's just hard to hear. How long was the service for y'all? So luckily enough, you know, um, I am at a Baptist church, First Calvary Baptist out here in Durham, North Carolina, but uh, it, it only goes to usually about an hour and a half, hour and 45. Okay, I ain't bad. You know, so so it's really it's really not that bad. But just thinking about that, he was crying for that long. You know, it's kind of, mm-hmm. but you know, a buzzkill. But yeah, yeah. Um, pull your pulls your strings a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah, just just a little bit, you know. But today was worth it because that message was needed. So, you know, that, that's my quid pro quo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got a I got a struggle as well too, and and that is. Uh, my daughter is transitioning to a new room in preschool and she is having some regression. She say that she says that she doesn't and like you, you see her, she's happy and all that stuff like that, but she just had some mood swings like crazy. And it's, it's really, it's really pissing us off (laughs) (laughs) just because, you know, you want to be there, you want to help. I mean, she says she's excited and stuff like that. You know, luckily a lot of the, um, classmates and stuff that were in her class previously, they're all transitioning over to the new room. So it's just so nice. literally just going across the hall with two new teachers. Um, but I mean, she's like having accidents. She's like yelling, screaming, and just, you know, doesn't want to share toys, all that stuff mm. just from it. So, so that's, that's what we're dealing with right now. But I, I know it's kind of just like a blip in the trend because when she starts school again, everything will be fine. But yeah, you just got to eat that. Go with it. So, anyone else? Uh, my struggle of the week is still <clears throat> um, parenting in public. Like, we trying to go out to restaurants. Like, the wife is like, oh, let's go out to eat. Go out to a restaurant. And then, of course, we bring the tablets because it's like you say it's for emergency, but really it's not. As soon as they start talking and going, like you'd be like, "Hey, like just go to the <laughs> show." That's this. a fact. Yeah. yeah, but then you know you got people like. Then the, the other thing about it is when they on that tablet, you, especially older people, like the older generation, is looking like, "Look at these kids on tablet." You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. in front of a screen, it's like you try not to do it, but if you don't, then like my daughter, we we took away the tablets, right? We eaten. She fell head first out of a chair out of nowhere. Like, 
yeah, like just clumsy. <laughs> just found. I'm like, what the hell? Trying to eat anything that they're not supposed to want to run around the table. I'm like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, Daryl, to add on that too, I had lunch today earlier, right? And I put my son in the car seat on the ground because we were outside. I was feeding him a bottle. And some random person just touched his toes and was just like, look how what? cute he is and stuff. That's creepy. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it was, it was call a spade a spade. It was an old white lady. And then you're just like, all right, I'm caught in that position again. Like He said call a spade a spade. Like, do I, you know, get, like, do I get mad? You just, kind of, you just got to just smile. And he's like, oh, thank you. And then you just like back my head like, don't ever do that again. Like, Please boundaries yeah exactly exactly when does it become impulsive just to have that reaction i don't because know. i know I that I've been, I've been caught i've been caught looking before too because it's just like so unexpected that you don't know how to act in that moment but then afterwards you're like fuck i should have i should have let her have it you know right, <laughs> like, right, right. well what's gonna happen is it's gonna happen too many times and it's gonna be built up so that last person gonna get the the brunt of it just you spazzing Ooh. on somebody Probably, probably. We'll see when we get there. (laughs) I mean, I'd hate to, like, you know, bring, like, race, but we can't even do it, though. We can't even get too mad. Yeah. It's just going to cause a scene, right? Yeah, because it's like, it's nothing that we already went through. You know what I mean? Like, we want to, if I can be outraged, but, like, my outrage is, like, Black man outrage. <laughs> there he is. Got him. There he is. I knew it. Right? Um, I could get mad, but they would be like, oh, look at that black dude all pissed off. I'm like, I'm legit. I, I'm like legitimately like, you know, justified for being mad, but right. so you don't look at me like I'm crazy if I yeah, get mad. Yeah, it's going to come off negative, right? Yeah. yeah so. That's why I'm like, I should say something to you, but you're going to be like, Shocked that I'm like, <laughs> like get out of here. Like I'm not even in the mood for your feelings about you doing whatever you did to me. Right. Because <laughs> then you're gonna be all shocked, and I'm not in the mood for that. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. Anyone else got anything you want to say before we move on to the next subject? Cool. All right. We're gonna move on to the next subject. All right. Things your kids say. Who wants to go? Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Look at that. <laughs> Look at that. You see how that works? <laughs> no. All right. So I was um, putting Gabby down. This happened a, a couple of days ago. We don't put her down for that. Uh, her, her her nighttime. And she kept coming in and out of the room, in and out of the room, in and out of the room. This happened about like four times, right? So then I go upstairs. I go and like walk her back in her room. And then she was like, hey, hey, um, hey daddy. And I was like, you need to be quiet because your brother's asleep. And she's like, okay, I need to whisper something to you. And this is like the third or fourth time being in there. She's just like, all you hear is, I want to kiss you. (laughs) So I'm like, oh, I'm like all mushy and stuff. And I take a deep breath and I like walk over. I'm just like, all right, I put my cheek out. Then she's looking at me like I'm crazy. So then I'm like, I'm like, wait, wait, what did you just say? She was just like, I need a tissue. And I'm just like, oh, oh man. <laughs> wow. I'm just like, oh, it's like that. It's like, nah. You got played. I got played. <laughs> I got played. <laughs> played yourself. That, that, that one hurt me a little bit, but, but we there. 
I, I feel you on that. I still made her give me a kiss. Damn that. I'm going to get my kiss I wanted. <laughs> right. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyone want to say something? I don't know. I got bossed around today by my daughter. She got like this little pizza set, like where you could <laughs> make your own pizza or whatever. So she's like, I'm going upstairs. So she's taking long upstairs. So I walk up the stairs and she has the it's at the top of the stairs. She don't want to bring it down by herself. So I bring it down. She go she going downstairs. She's like, Good job, good job. I get down to the bottom of the stairs. She's like, bring it over here, bring it over here. So I go to put it on the couch. She's like, no, on the ground, on the ground. <laughs> and I look over and my wife looking, laughing. I'm like, yo, I'm tired of getting bossed around. Darrell is only going to get worse with girls, man. I'm telling you. Yeah, I'm going to play a lot more golf. I'm going to be out of here. <laughs> you know, but it's funny because my son, he's. He's on this thing, like, when he gets mad, you know, you don't, kids, they ain't got coping skills. So his thing is, like, I'm going to pack my stuff, and you're never going to see me again. Where is he getting that from? He's three. Bro, bro, <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know. I'm like, you better chill. <laughs> you ain't going nowhere, bro. Talking about, I don't love you. I'm like, yeah, you Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. He, he, got, he got a little attitude, bro. I'm just fighting words. But, yeah, yeah, but at the end of the night, when I, when I put him down for bed, he's like, "You're the best dad ever." Like, I know. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Right? Hello. <laughs> Just like you get an F today, son. We'll try again tomorrow. See how <laughs> <you do>. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, all right. With that, we'll, we'll move on to the main topic. This one, spot our daddies, the pappies. Pappies, right. ready, guys? Right. Yeah, man. Growing up without a father figure has a profound effect on boys that last in the manhood. Boys need a father figure to learn how to be a man. As much as they have a mother in their lives, they are not a man. Lack of a father could lead to low self-esteem, negative behavior, difficulties bonding, and emotional distress. So, talked mm-hmm. about our mamas. It was time for our pappies. I'm, I'm, I'm coming. Yeah. I'm, I'm coming to you, Alex. First, all right. All right. All right. Yes, how was having a father? Uh, having a father, a lack of thereof, had an effect on your lives as men. What stress has it brought you? And what valuable lessons have you learned from it? Well, let me tell you. You know, all my life, you know, my my dad always picked me up. You know, me and my brother, my sister, we always did things. First, you know, we 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 had to go to the store. You know, we all got dressed up. We always had to look good. It was just. You know, it was it was great. It wasn't until about mm, about sixth grade, actually around Valentine's Day, where my mother told me that my father wasn't my real father. I'm like, what? <laughs> Threw me off. You know, sixth grade. I'm like, what are, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So she had to explain this whole situation where, like, you know, my dad, who I grew up with, is my brother and sister, biological dad. He just, you know, at 15 years old, stepped up. And, and, and took upon himself and raised me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I... I, I feel like I owe him my life, you know what I'm saying? But going back to my biological father, like, I didn't meet that man until I was about 22 years old. Yeah, I was 22 and I met him, you know, and I got with him and I showed him a bunch of, you know, I brought up all this stuff about my life, you know, news clips about uh, football and grades. And, you know, it was, it was nice. To, it was nice to meet him at, at 22 years old. You know what I'm saying? My, even my father who, who raised me, he was like, oh, you know, he pushed me. He was like, oh. Don't you want to see where you came from? And I'm like, yeah, you know, not really. Well, it doesn't matter because I got a father, but 
you know, mm-hmm. so when I met him, you know, I gave him all that, my contact information, he never hit me up. And it wasn't, I met him again, like 10 years after that, I was about 33. Yeah, I had my first kid. He asked me, his, his grandson. It was nice, you know, it was a little emotional. I, you know, mm-hmm. I only got to meet the man twice in my life. You know what I'm saying? But uh, now my father who, who raised me, he's still in my life. I got that man's like name on my back. He taught me a lot, you know, the value of the dollar, how to be responsible. You know, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't know where I would be today for the simple fact that, you know, growing up, it was it was really rough. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, he he brought me out of a situation I was in and he, you know, switched schools in high school. And, you know, I, I took off from there. But, um, yeah, man, he, he taught me how to family, you know, to travel. You should you should you know, always do better than than, you know, your dad. You know what I'm saying? So I strive to try to do best and want my kids to do better than what I did. You know what I mean? I want to be there, you know, especially for a person who biological father wasn't there. I, I got to be there. I don't even know how these dudes, I don't even know how dudes could just leave their kid, bro. Like after having my kids, I don't even know. Right. Now, did you feel like that you have any resentment towards your biological father when you first met him the first time, like offering? Nah, not at all. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I've always heard the, the, um, the, the horror stories between him and mom and, you know, they were teenagers or whatnot, you know, just got to understand that his background wasn't great either. He didn't have upbringing. So he, he how is he going to raise a kid when, you know, he, he's not even, he wasn't even brought up right. You know what I'm saying? So I, I had no resentment. I felt, I felt more bad for the man. You know what I'm saying? He was in and out of prison, you know, stuff like that, doing drugs, stuff like that. I just, I felt bad for him. You know what I mean? But nah, I ain't got no resentment. I, I don't, I don't, I don't regret meeting him or nothing. You know, I just know that. You know, if, if something were to happen, at least I can tell myself, all right, man, I got pictures of him. I've met him. You know, that that's that, that complete. I kind of completes my life because I felt like up until, you know, I was 22, I was searching for him my whole life. You know, looking at phone books, calling random, you know, Gonzaleses that I, I saw in my phone books. Like, it was just like, you know, that movie Antoine Fisher was kind of like that for my life. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't give up. You know, I'm trying not to try to try to be a successful dad you know what i'm saying try to be there in the way my dad wasn't every day is a process right that's it it. hey hey darrell coming to you how's uh, having a a father a lack at thereof had effect on your life um to be honest i think it's more for me it was it's a positive because of who my mother is i could my mother's not the type of person to not have somebody in her life for for the wrong reasons, you know what I mean? So I know my father not being in my life was for the right reason. He wasn't a good role model, obviously. Right. But um, me not having a father, what it did was through sports and through my friends' fathers, I've learned lessons from, you know, other people that were father figures, so to speak. But not having someone that's there all the time or that you could just pick up the phone and call or something like that, that's where it's different. Because, you know, you go through issues every day or, you know, here and there, but then you got to figure it out. You know what I mean? Which turn, makes you, in turn, be able to teach your kids that or your son that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, for right now, having kids now I think half the battle or more than half the battle is just being there you just being present if you're present then you know them just knowing that 
their their dad is there is like huge for them. You know, there's statistics and stuff for that about how having the mother and the father is way better for, you know, for in school they do better and mentally and how to develop. But I think the hardest thing growing up was trying to figure out what lessons to take from people that weren't my father or men that weren't my father, like coaches and stuff. Cause I remember one of my friend's fathers, I'm not going to say whose father, <laughs> when we was, we was going into high school, he was like, your goal in high school is to, you know, get with as many chicks as you can. And I believe them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'm in high school trying to get busy. And it was the worst. <laughs> I wasn't focused at all. You know what I'm saying? Try to knock him out the park, huh? Right. Yeah. And as a kid, you don't understand. You ain't. And then you figure it out. And then you're like, oh, hold up. I got to focus on these grades. And it was almost too late to be honest. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, shit. All right. All right, Keandre, coming to you. Same yes, thing. Sir. Same thing. How uh, was having that uh, daddy or lack thereof had effect on your life? You know, I didn't really even realize until I was like older when I started having having kids. You know, not having a dad is like weird. Um, but. I don't know how many of you remember my mom's ex when I was growing up. Yep. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I definitely do, yeah. And it, it's a weird it's a weird thing for me because uh he was like my dad, you know. Cause as much as you wanna say like a lot of people, you know, weren't in your life or this or that, he did pretty much like dad stuff. Because when you realize not everybody is perfect, not everybody, like, knows what to do, you know? And then I have stepkids now. So to me, I'm like, if you looked at me the way I looked at them, then I, you know, I kind of sympathize. Because right now he's not doing good. Mm -hmm. But my dad, you know... Like, the person my mom had me with left real early. Like, I was one, two years old. So now, when I was, like, four or five, my mom was with a person for, like, 13 years. So, from, like, five, and then you add 13 pretty much until the high school, I had the same person in my house. Right. And, you know, I mean, my kids are a little old. So, like, I understand what it was like to have a teenager because my stepkids are teenagers now. Right? They doing teenage stuff. So, to me, I'm like, I learned when I was younger. So, he bought me clothes. Like, you buy your kids clothes now. Pick me up from practice. You know, the simple stuff that a dad would do that I do now for my kids. Pick them up from practice. Pick them up from school. If something's going on, I call. If my mom is busy, I call him. Right. And he wasn't even really my dad. So do you have uh, the same question I asked Alex earlier? Do you think that had built any like resentment towards your biological father at all or or no? At first, 
if I'm being honest, there was some like resentment. But when you're a teenager, you kind of just get mad about it because you know, like, <laughs> you're my dad. So what are you doing? Right. Like, why aren't you here with me right now? And why is he here? But he's not my dad. But now that I have kids, I feel sad for him. Right. I like feel sad because I'm like, you never got to pick me up from school like I do. You never got to coach me in football like I do my boys. You've never got to, you know, put me to sleep. I never climbed in your bed when I was scared. I never was like, Dad, what's for dinner? Dad, let's play. I played Madden with my boys. Right. Right? Like, simple stuff that you just do because, like, you're in the house. You better not let them win, though. I never let them win. <laughs> not a day. <laughs> <laughs> There's not a day I'll let them win. <laughs> but I'm like, you never even got to teach me lessons. You never got to. I When I got my first girlfriend, I didn't tell you. I told my stepdad. Right. right. When I learned how to ride him a bike, who taught me? Not my dad. My stepdad taught me. Right. Right. So to me, I'm like, you missed a lot of milestones in my life. And there's not a day that. I'll miss any of those for my kids. Mm -hmm. So what my dad really taught me is that don't miss anything. Right. Because my dad still misses stuff. Now I have grand. Now he has grandkids that he misses all that stuff for. <laughs> and that's not. Yeah. Right? yeah. You have grandkids now. And because you didn't establish that relationship with your son. Now you have grandkids that you don't see yeah. because you're not close <laughs> with your son. So how can you be close with his kids? Right. Absolutely. Ooh. All right. Well, tough act to follow Tyler, but you're right. <laughs> Give it a try. Give it a try. It's, try it out. It's funny because we, it's, it's funny because we know all these dads. <laughs> I, I know. I know. I know. All I know. Of them. Yeah. For and the listeners, uh, people <laughs> listening, we know all of our, you know, that's everyone, you know, we're all blended. It's like a blended family for us. We've known each other for a long, long time. So we kind of know exactly where he's coming from. So Exactly. But I mean, if I'm, if I'm going to dive in and like I said, keep it light, um, <clears throat> you know, uh, just to keep it simple, my father was a, uh, a product of his generation, right? Um, uh, it was either like, survive or don't survive for black men you feel me so um my father's a hustler by nature everybody knows who my father is you know? mark you know everybody knows mark newkirk they all know that man you know puts fear in everybody's hearts like that's that's who my who my father was you know for the most part um but you know from a from a parenting aspect you know what I'm saying? Um, it, it taught me a lot. You know, uh, it hardened me to a certain to a certain extent, which you need as a protector, especially having a, a daughter first, right? Um, it also it also put things into perspective as to you know kind of what all of you other fine gentlemen said, um, you know, about what not to do. You know, um, and it's sad that you have that perspective because. Uh, my father left, 
at a certain age, you know, and he did his own thing. Uh, you know, he split up from my mom. And, you know, I had to be the one to, to see my mother through all of those, you know, nights full of tears and that hard work. And, you know, we talked about stressors, Vince, you know, it forced me out of childhood. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it forced me to start working. It forced me to be responsible. It forced me to, you know, change my mindset completely. While, while, while my friends were spending summers doing a, B, C, and D, you know, I was interning at Travelers. You know what I'm saying? Like, <clears throat> yeah. it just it just changed you. It just changed you as a person, you know? Um, and so I, I'd say, I'd say as a whole, as a whole, I, I learned a lot from that man, you know, even in a time when he was away, because like I said, it taught me, you know, kind of what Keandre just said, it taught me that I want to be there. I don't want to miss games. I don't want to miss... Um, you know, appearances. I don't want to tell you that you can't do A, B, and C. I'm going to be the complete opposite because not to say that I turned out bad, you know what I'm saying? But because I know that there's more out there for a young black man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and, you know, I'll leave it at this because, you you know, y'all mentioned you had, we had a tough act to follow and We'll continue to dive into these episodes more, but as of recently, a couple of years ago, I found out that that man may not be my father, you know, and someone said earlier, I think it was um, Darrell, you know, that the men that, that the, the men that your mother kept around and stuff like that was like Im important because you trust your mother's judgment, you know, really to that extent. And I feel like it was the same thing. You know, my mom had to break down years ago and tell me that, you know, a passport that I had my entire life was fake and forged and had some other man's last name on it. Uh, and this only happened because I started to travel the world because of my amazing wife. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's it's crazy the traumas that your parents lay up on you, um, but it, it teaches you lessons, you know, and uh, it makes you more of a wholehearted parent today. You know, so um, good luck, Vince. FBI agent over here with the passport <laughs> and all that stuff. You know. Blacklist. Like I, I had already left the country multiple times, y'all, with with a birth certificate. Because you know you can go to certain places with a birth certificate. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I had already left the country like a couple times with this thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, what what would happen had I left? Maybe like, uh, uh, uh come with this, us. This shit ain't real. <laughs> right. That's crazy. Spread them. No. <laughs> what the hell? What? Crazy, man. Oh, oh, no, no, this is funny. That's crazy. <sighs> yeah. So, um, yeah, this one it's a little a little complicated, you know, from from me on my end with my dad. No, nah, this gonna make me sad, bro. Because uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is a. I'm not really even feeling like I'm not really. <laughs> but go ahead yeah so this is a little complicated relationship with my father and i so um i will say things came full circle for my dad when and me when i got a lot older in my life and was able to understand the, you know the struggles that my father had so my dad was around um and my mom were married till i was about like six years old but within that entire time my dad had substance abuse issues um so he had a hard time staying off the bottle and definitely showed and, and 
you can tell by those arguments and stuff at home, you know, how it would affect you as a kid and everything. Right. Um, and it, it was upsetting at the time because you never knew who you were going to get when you saw him. Right. And then, you know, when he wasn't drinking and it wasn't, uh, you know, on the bottle or anything, the dude, brilliant mind, one of the funniest people I ever knew, one of the nicest people I ever knew. Facts. Funniest dude. He will always look out for you. Um, Anything, if he had $10 in his pocket, he'll give you nine and he'll keep one. Uh, That that was the type of man he was. But when he was drinking, it was like another side of him that that would come out. Um, So um, my dad and my mom split. I was around six. Uh, he, you know, bounced around in many places and stuff in the state that he was staying in. And um, when I was 13 on my birthday, that's when my grandfather died, his father. So uh, we had to have a conversation with my dad and I. And my dad then he left to go to Florida where his family was. At that point, I'm 13. I'm a typical teenager. I'm pissed off. I'm upset. I'm like, you know, fuck that. I don't have a dad. You know, doing those typical things that a teenager would, right? Um, You know, my dad would call. Um, This this went on until high school. Yeah, for sure. Uh, About towards the end of high school when he was, again, same thing. Uh, from a distance, he'll call you. You never know what you're going to get. You know, you might get the drunk dad. That's just, you know, always, you know, want to stay on the phone and yell at you and stuff. If you're trying to get off, cause you know, he was drunk or it could be a really nice one. Just drop some wisdom on you. Like, you know, love you. Have a good day. Send you Bible quotes. It was like that serious. So, um, so that, that would happen until like, you know, like college around that time. Um, and then, you know, once we got a little bit older, um, I was I felt that I had the confidence to have those you know, conversations with him to say, like, yo, this is how it is. You know, this is how I feel when you call me. I don't know what I'm going to get. You know, like I want to you know, build something upon this. You know, if I was to start a family or something like that, then. You know, you would know what's going on, but in the same time, I'm not going to bring you around my kids or anything and as such if you're acting that way. And mm-hmm. and he kind of got the message. Um, so he would, um, you know, I would have conversations. I was talking to him every morning and stuff like that. And, you know, thing, things did legit get a lot better. Um, but I didn't know the demons and shit that he was dealing with down there. Um, as opposed to like him having, he was, he was very depressed and he had a lot of like hardships, a lot of issues down there being by himself as well. Uh, yes, you have family, but you know, you go home to an empty apartment, you know? Um, and once I had my, my daughter, um, that's when, that's when, you know, you, you seem happy. I wanted to fly him out and everything. And I remember talking to my wife, um, uh, about this. Um, this was like a couple months or so before my daughter's birthday. This was about five or six months. And they were just like, yeah, when my dad comes up in August for my, my daughter's birthday, you know, I want, want him to, uh, 
you know, just go ahead. We just want to, I just want to have a long talk with him. I want to talk about everything. I want to talk about my childhood. I want to talk about my past. I want to talk about him. I want to talk about what was he going through. I wanted to lay it all out on the table and just put it all out there. And, um, we never got that opportunity. Um, so in, in May, he, he passed away. He had a heart attack. Um, and he died suddenly, but the, the solace that I take from that is that that morning I got to have a conversation with him and it was a happy conversation. It was a fun conversation. We were talking to him and we were like laughing and everything. It was a quick conversation, but you know, I take it as, you know, we, we ended on good terms and, and that was a good thing. Um, but I felt so bad for this dude when I went to go clean out the apartment down there because you had like the paperwork from like the medical doctors and everything like that talking about the depression and everything. But the thing that was really getting to me, it's just like, he wants to come see my daughter for her first birthday, her first birthday party, which he never got to see. Uh, but he was there in spirit. So, so I definitely take that home with me. So uh complicated man to save the least, but you know, you, you have your struggles, but he tried and that, that's what counts to me. And that's how I take that home. So. For sure, man. I mean, to this day, bro, red hots, I can't, man, I can't eat a red hot without thinking about your dad, bro. <laughs> I can't even tell some of the stories. because. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we had some funny times, you know, majority of it. I, I'll just leave you like this. My dad's the type of dude that, you know, we went to a, a restaurant down the street from my house. And we just completely did a dining dash, for sure. It's like, like, dude, they have enough money. You're like, why are you bringing me here if you got enough money for that? You like, you know, we leave, we walk around the street. He's like, all right, let's go. We walking kind of fast. I'm just trying to keep up with him. Then we just stop out of nowhere. He puts his hand on my head. He was like, "Son, you love God?" It's like, "Yes, okay." Keep <laughs> you better add up, faith, boy. <laughs> right. That's we type, might need him tonight, so you better type. keep walking fast. The, and that, and that will completely—I feel like that will sum him up. He'll do some crazy shit like that, but he still loves you. So, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's that's where I said high school, I was told to hit as many that? as I can. Yeah, that's who. It yeah, that was my dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry to completely ruin your high school, you know. That's no, it didn't ruin it. It actually made a great <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, so if we want to take anything away from this listeners, is that have, you know, just be there. Be there for your kids if you're a dad. You know, uh, just try your goddamn hardest. You know, they'll remember it for it. Even though you may have some struggles and stuff, you may have some issues, some demons and stuff that you're dealing with. You know that kid looks at you and they think that you are Superman. So Absolutely. it's not about the yeah. Yes. You know what? Experience. Exactly. Right. And one thing is your mental mental health. Mental health number one. You know what I'm saying? Got to right. take care of your mental health as well as your physical. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. So with that, take it away for wow. the quarter day, Alex. All right. Quarter of the day. So we have uh, fathers, like mothers, are not born. Men grow into fathers, and fathering is a very important stage in their development. Yes, sir. That's a good one. Yes, sir. Yeah, it is. All right. Well, we just wanted to say thank you to everyone for listening. Please hit the subscribe button. 
reach out to us. We love to hear from you and we will see you guys in episode seven. All right. Yeah. Have a good night. Have a good night. Bye. 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 Bye